Save Chicks. It's your girl, Day. I'm Denisa. This is Lauren. And I'm Ayana. And you're tuned into Saved Girl Secrets. I, I, we're opening the show, and I literally want to ask y'all how y'all are, but just the energy in this room, I can kind of feel mm-hmm. how we are. So before we start, I don't think we've ever done this before. I kind of want to pray into the episode. Is that cool? Yes. Is that all right? Yes. Denisa Lauren. It's good. All right, so all hearts and minds are clear. Father God, we come to you right now just thanking you for this day. Lord God, you are our God, so you know it's been one heck of a week. And so right now we just come asking that you would, as your word says, or two or more gather, be in the midst, Lord God, of this podcast episode. Lord God, we ask that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart will be pleasing and acceptable unto you. Right now, we thank you that you are our refuge and our fortress, that we can put our trust in you. Lord God, we pray over every single person who is listening. We ask that you would lift the heaviness that is on some people right now. Right now, Father God, we just pray for a peace that comes, Lord God, like your word says, that surpasses all understanding. Right now, Lord God, we need that peace now more than ever before. We trust you for it. We believe you for it. Right now, be with us as we speak Lord God, give us inspiration, wisdom, and, and revelation to share. Father God, today on Save Girl Secrets, we don't have a story, but collectively, Lord God, we have a voice, and we're going to use it in order to move forward, Lord God, your kingdom. And so right now, we just say thank you. We praise you. Is there anything y'all want to add to this prayer? Mm-mm. All right. Well, amen. 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 So uh, this episode is called The Blackout. And I mean, if you've been anywhere on social media, watching any type of news or just have been around people in general, then the past week, week Mm -hmm. and a half has been very interesting, as Ayana would normally say. Yes. Um, We have experienced another death um, of a black man at the hands of a police officer. Um, which is something that's been almost like a recurring theme for the last couple of years, I would say, even longer than that. Um, but this, this, I think last week, it was a, almost like if you have a pot on a stove and it's boiling and it just reaches a point where it just boils over. I feel like that's what we reached last week. Mm-hmm. And it went to a space where people got more angry and frustrated than I've seen in my lifetime. And we've had protests and marches in multiple cities across the U.S., um, which has resulted in looting and all of that, and we can get into that. But it it has me feeling very heavy. It has me feeling heavy. It has me feeling emotional. It is hard to go on about my everyday life as though what's happening right now is not happening right now. And so we wanted to address it today. So Mm -hmm. I guess my first question to you guys is, how are you feeling? Hmm. Um, I feel like for me personally, it has been a very emotional week for me. Um, but through conversation and the Lord, I have been able to really express myself, express my thoughts, um, express my feelings, uh, get more knowledge and understanding from other people, knowing that I'm not alone and I'm not crazy um, when it comes to some of my thoughts. Um, because I feel like sometimes as Christians, honestly, we can isolate our thoughts. 
we can, you know, we don't necessarily express the way we feel about certain things online because, you know, we don't want to offend other people and, you know, the thing is, oh, you got to walk in love and all that type of stuff. But it's like, at this point, like, you know, Charday was saying it was like, you know, a pot boiling or a, the kettle boiling. Um, it was so many things that happened in the course of one week or even one weekend. So yeah. not only the death of George Floyd, there was also um, a situation in Central Park with um, an, a white woman who called the police on a black man because he confronted her um, about leashing her dog. And, you know, through the video, she basically lied on him and made it seem like he was doing something that he wasn't. And then also in the news the past weekend, there was a white pastor who, um, he was caught in a hotel with, um, I think he was cheating or something yeah. like that. And he, when he was caught, he said that, Two black men brought him to kidnapped the hotel, him, yeah. kidnapped him and brought him to the hotel. And then, last but not least, another white woman, she killed her autistic son yeah. um, and had the police on a manhunt for two black men uh, saying that, yeah, two black men kidnapped her son and blah, 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 and all of that. So, um, and the incident with the three um, black men that were working out in their facility. Yes. And there was a white man that called the police because they didn't look like they belonged. Yes. They, they, they all rent a WeWork space. Right. And the WeWork space has a gym and they were working out. And um, Tom, I think that's his real name. Yeah, that, that was Tom called the police and said, uh, they don't look like they should be here. So, um, it's a combination of just everything. And these are the things that we know about. Yeah, these And that are was the, five, yeah. mind you. You just yeah. named five separate yeah. incidents. That we know about. That happened all this week. And then not to, and then also to add, um, you know, because I don't want to overshadow the Ahmaud Arbery incident. And then also Breonna Taylor. Taylor. If you guys do not know about that incident, there was a no-knock raid. And they broke, uh, police Basically, I'm just saying, broke into the house yeah. and just started shooting. Um, and Brianna was in her bed, and it was her, at her boyfriend's house in the bed, and they shot her to death. The boyfriend was arrested for no reason, and come to find out, it was the wrong, wrong. apartment, yeah, a wrong house. So, and the person they were looking for was already in custody. Exactly. Yes. Thank you. That detail. So, um, it's a lot. It's a lot, and um, we're going to talk about it. We're going to discuss. Um, like I said, I know for me, I've been able to discuss, and, you know, I feel like I've talked my husband's ear off, but the same, you know, we've been talking all week, and um, I feel like mentally I'm in a better place, but still, it's like, I feel like I'm in, I, you know, there are different stages of grief. And I feel like I'm in the stage of action and I need to do something. So, yeah. I think before we started, um, I think even Lauren, you said the same thing. It was like, I, I don't even know what to say. Like, I don't even know where to start. Mm -hmm. And I know in our text group, you guys, I had literally had a conversation with my mom and I was like, okay, this is too much. Mm -hmm. Like, I need to disconnect. I'm going to take a nap. And then when I got up, I, you know, read you guys' messages and how you were feeling and it's it's it comes to a point 
where you feel like it's like I, I felt torn, you know, at one point it's like I do understand, you know, like especially being a woman of faith, I understand like we should do things decent and in order. And then at the other side, I feel like I have to compromise or I have to settle and I, I can't speak up. I'm an angry black woman if I do speak up. You know, I'm just passive and I just let it go if I don't speak up. So it's like, what do I do? Mm-hmm. And do I pray? Mm-hmm. Like, do I really pray about the situation? Mm-hmm. Because for hundreds of years, it's been happening. Mm-hmm. For several generations, it's been happening. Mm-hmm. So does my voice really matter? You know what I mean? Like, it was a, it was a, a real conversation I had to have with God because it's like, I'm tired of coming to you about this. Mm-hmm. Because I don't see a change. I can't make myself unblack. You know what I mean? I can't over, no matter how much I try to explain to someone who is not a person of color, my experiences, I, I can empathize with the fact that they will truly never know what it's like. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, it, for me, it was like, I, I was pissed. And I was trying to get some type of clarity and understanding from God, too. Because it's like, okay, well, what do, you, what do we do? Mm-hmm. Like, what, what do we do? Because I'm tired of having the same conversation. I'm tired of having another hashtag. I'm tired of trying to, you know, even find the words to describe the emotions that I feel. Because you're talking about the cycle. I'm, I'm this close to being enraged. Like, I'm, I'm, I, I don't feel sorry for certain things that are happening. I don't feel bad don't, for yeah, certain things. You know either. what I mean? So it's like I have to constantly, like, pray to keep myself checked because, you know, like, it's, it's almost like I'm at an edge. Mm-hmm. And I can't, you know, because now I had to, even last week at work, it was like, okay, calm down. You know, every non-black person you can't be angry at you know like every because it's so the you the more you consume the information the more you have the conversations and it's just like okay well what what i uh yeah 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 i think um you said everything really that i feel i mm-hmm. feel like to me if i could compare it to a situation it's almost like when you have a kid in school that's been bullied for a while Mm. And this kid has been quiet. This kid ain't said nothing. Mm. But then one day this kid show up with a gun. Mm. Yep. And he ready to fire some bullets. And I feel like, honestly, that's me. I'm the kid. Because I feel like for so long I've been quiet. I've not said anything. You know, I've prayed about it. Like you said, I've prayed about it. Mm-hmm. But it's like I'm at a place right now where, like, fear is not a factor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like I'm ready, I'm ready to roll up. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to. Like Rihanna said, pull up. Yeah, pull, up. pull up. No, really. Yeah. I, I mean, and that's honestly how I feel. And, it's, and I'm trying to be, me personally, I've been really quiet since we started this podcast because I know who, I know what kind of person I am when I get angry. Right. You know, and thankfully I'm not angry to the point of tears because if I'm angry to the point of tears, that means I have zero care. Right. That means I am literally ready to explode. Right. And for me, when I sat there and I watched that video of that man leave his knee on that man's neck as he cried out, he cried out for his life constantly crying out for his life and that man just left his knee there and then what bothered me the most is when i saw the other officer trying to block the view of the camera yeah you weren't even concerned about a man crying out on the ground already in handcuffs already in handcuffs i mean what are we doing right now and so for me it's like i'm frustrated I'm frustrated, I'm angry, I'm fearless, and none of that is positive. Correct. Yeah. 
And so it's literally like my mom sometimes says this thing. She said, you got me to the point where I'm ready to put my car in drive, hit you with it and put that bad boy in reverse and make sure you dead. Mm -hmm. Because literally that's just kind of I'm at that place. I'm just that angry. You know, and I'm not saying I'm trying to kill white people. That of ain't course, what I'm trying to say. Of course. But my thing is, it's like, I'm just, I'm, I'm at my level of anger. It's just to that point yeah. where it's almost like fear is not really a factor for me. Mm -hmm. And I hear what people say about Christians, you know, how, you know, we sit and we pray, but every Christian ain't built like that. Right. And I'm going to be honest. I'm not that Christian that's built like that. I'm a be and that's my truth. That's my transparency. And I ain't really trying <laughs> to transform. It's, it's I'm nothing, to be no, it's nothing <laughs> wrong with it, though. Like, I don't think it's anything wrong with it because honestly, okay, yes, pray, but there got to be some action. There's right. a time for everything. Like, that's an inclusion. Yeah. And then I think, when I think about Jesus, he went in the temple, in the temple and, and flipped the table over. over. Okay. And it's time to flip some stuff over. I and mean, that's just how I feel. This Hashtag is another thing. I just, over. I have to say this real quick because I keep seeing white and even some black people bringing up Martin Luther King. Okay, Martin Luther King, he has done so much. But we have to remember, the man was assassinated by white people. Come on now. White people hated his guts. But now you want to quote him talking about peace. There was not always peace in these demonstrations. There, first of all, when there were peaceful demonstrations, they were met with fire hoses not no little garden hose, right. a fire hose hitting people, right. basically breaking your bones, skin, yeah. but the dogs being sicked on them. And you telling me, oh, we got to operate in peace. But that's been the same thing for us. We have been operating in peace. Yeah. And peace wasn't working. It's not. It peace hasn't been working. working. Yeah. It, I, and I will be honest, since this whole week, that is the most I've ever heard anybody talk about racism, me personally, and mean In it. my lifetime. Yeah. In my, and actually yeah. mean it. And actually, and actually care or be worried. Right. You know, yeah. even if you don't care you coming from like when i hear your voice and i hear your tone of voice you sound like you worried and you bothered yeah and that because it's an uprising and they're yes. seeing it they're seeing it they're afraid yeah i think the thing that lauren said that hit me the most was when you talk about being the kid that comes to school and it's all of this stuff that happens and you don't say anything i think for me last week that's what made me upset and i put it in our group text i said i'm upset at myself yeah mm. i'm so frustrated with myself because there have been so many things that have happened and it's like i've brushed it off there have been so many times when i've witnessed racism towards me racism towards somebody else right in front of me and i've said nothing i've laughed it off or I've just been like, oh, you know, people just don't understand other cultures. Or da, 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 da. And it's at the point where it's like, you're wrong, Sharday. You're wrong. And I think when it comes to when you talk about all of these hashtags, I can't remember who posted it. I want to say it was June Ambrose. And she said she went to post hashtags for and everyone. A, yeah. And it said too many hashtags. Exactly. Right. And I feel like for me, it was that point where it was like, there's too many hashtags. Exactly. And I didn't post all the other ones. So for this one, I'm, I'm at a point where it's like, I cannot be silent this time. Because at this point, it's kind of like, something is really wrong. And as a Christian, I understand, like you said, we have to pray and all of those things. But in the word, when I look in the word, when Jesus prayed about something, God gave him wisdom on what to do. Dude, come on now. Come on now. And I think that Thank you. we are in a space. Because they stopping at the prayer thing. Pray. But there's wisdom. Like, yeah. I think we're at a place where something has <gasps> to be done. And I mean, in the episode, before we before we wrap it up today, I mean, if you're listening out there, we're definitely going to give you some things that you can definitely do. But I think with us sharing our hearts, the point of it is to let you know that how you feel right now 
is okay. Yeah. As a Christian, as a woman, as a person of color, and even some of our white brothers and sisters who are frustrated as much as we are, mm-hmm. your emotions are valid. Mm-hmm. They're valid. Go ahead, Lauren. I feel like for me, it's almost like when I think about someone preparing for a war, right? And I, and I say this for my believers, because a lot of times I do hear people that say, okay, just pray about it. And my thing is, that's cool. Like we saying, that's cool for you to pray about it. But understand that you have people out there that is willing and ready to put on the armor and go out there and fight for it. And I want it's you necessary. to necessary. I mean, it is necessary. It and so my thing is respect. Right. I'm like, respect the like, position that you play in this war. There you go. If you are just the prayer warrior in this war, then pray. Yeah. But if I'm the fighter and I'm the one on the front lines, respect I'm that. ready to be on this front line and I'm ready to fight. Don't discredit what I'm about to do because I'm still going to do what I need to do because ultimately that's what's in me. Right. I'm the one that I'm that's ready to fire this for. gun. And so my thing is for all the believers out there, don't discredit what people are really exactly. trying to do in this, in this battle in this yeah. war it's like you if you're gonna be a prayer pray right but sh- I almost cuss but you know <laughs> i'm gonna be honest i almost cuss my thing is if you're gonna be a prayer warrior just pray about it and be quiet right and let me do what i need yeah. to do right i mean and that was one of the things that frustrated me this past weekend was that you had people from their homes condemning people who were out in the streets and it frustrated me because it was just kind of like but what are you doing? Right. And, and even if you aren't doing anything, that's your prerogative. You don't have to do anything. But please don't condemn the people who are. Right. Because if you, uh-uh. you said to worry about what I'm doing in the war, how are you really praying? Let's scratch that. Because everybody has a responsibility. If you are a Christian and you say that you believe the word, you have a moral obligation. Okay? To your brothers and your sisters in Christ. That includes white people. That includes Brown. That includes everybody. If you say that you believe in Jesus Christ and you believe in the word, you you are obligated to that word. Mm-hmm. You should live your life by that word. You don't get to pick and choose which is applicable and when you're going to be quiet and when you're going to do. No, act, actually be, do what you say you believe. There is no you get to you do you get to not do. No, you have to I mean, do. When I say not do, I mean not going outside. I don't mean not doing like you don't have to pray or you don't have to see God. But I mean, like Lauren said, if you're not the one, if we're going, if we're going to take it to the word, the word talks about how there were people in the village, like the women and the children and the men that go off, the women stay back and they prayed. And that was their part. So mm-hmm. I, I feel like if you want to stay home and you want to pray, that's fine. But don't condemn the people, people who, who are, are going there, out. Who no, are I get out. that. I get that. And to, to the point I'm trying to make is I do believe that there are, you know. But you're saying white, there's some people who ain't doing nothing. Correct. Or I'm going to be, I'm just going to be honest. I feel like there are white people who feel like, well, I pray about it. I pray about it. Okay. I'm not that person. You know, maybe my grandmother, maybe my grandfather was that person. Bible, I'm not that person. The Bible says the prayers of the righteous availeth much. And so my thing is, as long as the righteous is, is praying, I could care less whether or not you just passive in your prayer. Because I know that there are 12 other people that's out there that are righteously going to God and saying, hey, I don't like this, Lord. I'm going to you uh, in prayer. This is, this is how I feel about this situation. I need your help. My people need your help. That's what the word, when the word is saying the prayers of the righteous availeth much, I could care less about the passive prayers. Keep them. You can keep them. Or you can, or you can continue to pray for all I care. First of all, they don't even is, have a relationship with God. They don't have a relationship because the thing is, I'm going to be real truthful right now. If you sitting at home and you looking at a picture of white Jesus and you think that's him, 
let's we're, we're we not even gonna go <laughs> like, like like what come on like, no i'm for i have to we have because and that's where that's where even the passive prayers come in if we're gonna have the lemonade messages and all of that they don't know like people don't know how to pray they don't have a relationship with god so let's be honest yeah i can care i mean honestly like i said if for the people who say i'm i'm just gonna pray about it I say thank you. Thank you for your contribution. You know, <laughs> but in the end of the day, it's like I know I got some people that are behind me and, and that literally are really that are literally praying. And those are the ones that I'm more concerned about yeah. are the ones who are actually going to God about it and who are actually praying about it. And then for the people, like I said, who don't mind being on the front lines, I care about them, too. For the people who are there to nurse, because that's also part. like literally if you think yeah. about this whole thing. It's literally like a war. Like when you think it about is. the war, you have so many di different branches that help to make a war what a war is. Exactly. Yeah, you know, so I feel like as long as the people are doing what you're saying you're doing, what's your purpose to do, what's your purpose to do in this war, I could care less about the passive people who has barely anything to say. And that's literally I'm going to be honest. That has been my whole struggle this week. I've been looking and I've been trying to focus on the fact of what what I'm seeing people actually do, you know. And so I, I'll, I'll share. I had a friend reach out to me and, you know, she's of a different race and she was sharing with me like what. At first, she was struggling with the whole fact of, like, what to do in this whole situation. Mm -hmm. How can she contribute to it? And so she said she began to pray. And she said, you know, she's going to do what she's capable of doing. And um, What did from, she say that was? Or did she give she you? She said, like, she's going to vote. You know, she's going to speak out about it. You know, she gave me a little, little bit. She said she's really trying to figure her way out through this mm -hmm. whole thing. Like, what can she do to contribute? But... What meant the world to me was the fact that she even reached Reach out, out to me yeah. to say, yeah. okay, I see that this is wrong. You know, I see that this is a problem. This is an issue. I see that this was something that I've ignored for so long. Yeah. And now that I see it, I'm willing to make the change. That's what? my point. I was my say, point is, sorry, not no, to cut ahead. you off, but my point that. is at some point, you have to take ownership. But and, you can't. And there's something that, you, that has to be done. There's an action involved in that. There's an action involved. But we can't a lot expect, of them are clueless, though. Like, I mean, we can't expect everybody to be at that place. And I'm not looking for everybody to be at the place. That's that's the struggle that I, I had to battle with. And I struggle week. with that because I feel right. like everybody hasn't been at that place for all these years. Right. So but everybody's everybody not going to do that. Accountable. Every, you can't expect everybody to do that. I'm not that. expecting everybody. Yeah. But I'm expecting those that... A large that, percentage? I mean, not even... I would okay, take, who I, is everybody y'all talking take, about? Because if y'all talking about white people, I'm expecting everybody to renew their mind. I'm in expectation for every single white person. They need to have the discussions with their children so my children won't be feeling at fear the way we have felt at fear for so many years. That's the prayer. The prayer is, in the perfect world, the prayer would be, and, and the action would be, for everyone to renew their mind. But what if that doesn't but, happen? But there, there, no, there, for, there needs to have, have be honest conversations. There needs to be yeah, you have to have some things, type of dialogue. Things need to be uprooted as and I well. Think, I think that's what's happening now. That's what I was gonna say. I think that that is what's happening now. I feel like now, and I've said this time and time again. If you don't see it, you are literally choosing not to yeah, see it. Yeah, if you don't that's see true. it, it is in the that's forefront. True. That's true. It is in the forefront of every media that I've seen, except for the astronauts. That that did take a little bit of precedence this weekend. But it did. They they killed that. I'm sorry. They but did. never mind. Yeah, they, they did their thing. <laughs> I didn't Shout out to NASA. Sorry. Y'all did that. I was like, I don't care about no astronauts. <laughs> We're talking about us right now. I like it. I, I didn't watch it. it. <laughs> I was like, oh, they going out of the... I yeah. need to be on there. <laughs> right. Take me. But back to black people. And black. <laughs> 
But no, no, I, I agree. I feel like, and I've said time and time again, if you are not seeing the issue, if you're not seeing the problem, it is because you are literally choosing not, not to see. see it. Yeah, but you know? I was, I'm wondering, like, what was it? And I mean, I don't know if any of us can answer this question about last week that took us here. Because it's happened so it many times. It was the buildup. It was and, like what well, Ayanna said. Yeah. It was the buildup. So, was so many happened. So many things happened. Amy and Cooper. Fact, that pissed me off. Yeah. And then the fact that, Definitely. first of all, this you we saw on video a black man die, say, I can't breathe. breathe. And they Call neglect. for his mom. They yeah. didn't even arrest those ago. cops. They didn't even address it. They, they sugarcoated it. It took three, four days to arrest they one They were arresting cop. protesters before Bef- they arrested Exactly. The That's a whole nother conversation. First of all, the, the, the daggone city had to burn down before they even arrested him. Mm. So, and let's talk about the footage from the other angle that showed it wasn't just him on his body. He was on his neck, but the other two officers were also on, on his body. For what? For what reason? What's the reason? We don't know. But... They said there's body cam footage. I don't know if it'll ever be released to the public, but I'm sure that that will tell you a lot more than what we have seen. One body cam footage that they actually did release that I did see, they blacked out everything, which was so stupid. Well, that's it how you know there's something to hide. Yeah. Every George's body was blacked their out. Their actions, the cops were blacked it been out. Nothing, it's nothing to hide. One camera view showed you everything. Exactly. I One mean, the camera fact that view. he was already in handcuffs and the knee was still on his neck for nine minutes. And the man is sitting there. I can't. Like, you can see that he couldn't breathe. Yeah. And he still had it there when the man was unconscious. So that was the tipping point. And the fact that all that happened, it is on national television. Everybody watching it. Everybody in the world is watching this video. And y'all I still ain't convict them. That's men. the interesting thing about right now. You have people in other countries protesting the treatment of black people in America. And the other three cops still ain't arrested. And for me, that spoke volumes because our country, our country, we send people into other countries to bomb them, to protect people, but to bomb them as well. And you don't protect your own. I mean, that too, but to protect people, to render, and I'm speaking from the sibling of somebody who has been in the military for 22 years, 22 years, who this time last year was somewhere treating people in South America because of stuff that was going on. Mm-hmm. We send people to other countries to see about their people. And those countries, third world countries, are protesting for the way that we are treated in America. Treating mm-hmm. your own people. They and, looking at us like, And then y'all brought us here. We didn't have to come here. <laughs> y'all brought us here. Y'all, what? That's a whole nother story. Okay. Mm. I, mean, see, I'm look, I mean, I'm looking at all of this. I'm looking at the fact that y'all brought us here. <laughs> and you know what it seems like there's there's no way to really make your voice heard if you're peaceful there's a problem if you're violent they there's a problem want us to shut up and comply if you, correct you're supposed to settle it's like you know what just just <sighs> be quiet it, it happened you know he didn't comply okay he did comply still did at what point is the conversation about what's being done it's it's, and I mean, and the, and the funny thing is, and I think Lauren brought up something about this earlier. I think about being black in America, how it's like, well, let me get my degree and let me get a good job and let me get a house or a space in a nice area. And let me make sure I get married before I have my kids and let me send my kids to private school and let me do all of the right things so that then 
as a person who's black in America, I'm assimilating to what is supposed to be the American dream. dream, Mm -hmm. And I'm still treated the same as a black person who did not go to college, as a black person who is in a single family home, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, as somebody who lives in the projects and all of those things. You can see me and you can see them And if you're a racist, you see no difference because my skin color is seen before you ever see the degree that's on my wall. Mm -hmm. It's seen before you ever see my address because even if I get pulled over three blocks from where I live, you don't believe that I even live live there. there. And so it's like, what, what, like Denise said, it's like at this point, it's like, what do I do? What do I do? And I think for so long, black people have looked at the system And we've been screaming, what do you want us to do? What do you want us to do? We've complied in every way that we can comply. And even the ones of us who are compliant die for no reason. And it's like, why? And I think that's the thing about it is like at this point, we've reached a tipping point because we don't understand. We don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand why I get pulled over for running a stop sign that I never actually rolled through or didn't stop it. I don't understand. I don't. I don't understand. I don't understand why I'm treated differently in the driver's seat than a white friend who I'm in her car and we get pulled over. I don't understand. I don't understand. And I think at this point, you have reached a point where there are so many people in this nation who are screaming to the top of their lungs, I don't understand and it hurts. And it hurts so much that I can't be quiet anymore. Nope. So. Nope. I mean, that's what it is. <sighs> that's literally what it is. And it's, and I, for me, it's so heavy. It's like, it's so heavy to deal with because you hear the stories from your, your grandparents and you hear the stories from your parents. Like my mom, she shared with me oftentimes like her stories of when they desegregated schools and like that challenge of going to a school where, you know, now she's like the only black person. And then I, I'm, I'm hearing these stories as a child and I'm thinking like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then this black girl decides to go to University of Florida. And whereas the school is not desegregated, I'm the only thing that looked like me in the classroom. And to have like lies fabricated against me. Or, or then like, I'm just going to call it out. I get a job, right? Get a nice job. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I'm called into this room. And you can call everything out about what I haven't done. And you don't even know me. You mm-hmm. and you just got there. You're just new to you're there. new to the business. Literally, don't you're a new employee. Me. But you calling out everything that you think that I have done in, that that you don't agree with. In and a it's thirty like, day process. And right. And so it makes you question. Like, and then I asked her. I said, "Have you even looked at my resume? Have you even looked at my portfolio of work?" And her response is, "No." So how do you know what I'm contributing? You don't even know what I bring to the table. You don't even know the asset of just having me on your team. Come on now. You know what I'm saying? And so for me, I get it. I get the frustration. And it's hard. It's hard for to be a black woman sitting in, in a place and seeing all these people that don't look like you. And you feel like the pressure of like, I always got to show up. I always got to perform. And it's like, even now with me speaking out on social media, I have a lot of colleagues that follow me. And it's like, in the beginning, I was like, should I post this? Because I don't want them to look at me like this way. But I was like, forget it. Forget that. At some point, I got to speak out. At right. some point, I have to say, I don't care. I don't care if you get it. I don't care if you, if you don't get it. This is how I feel. This is what's happening. And this is reality. 
And I feel like for so long, we have been ignoring reality. Yeah. We've I been have. trying to cover it up like it, like it does not exist. And it's there. It is there. And so I am grateful. I am grateful for last week. I'm grateful that people are feeling some type of way. Yeah. I'm grateful that you're heartbroken. Because what happens when what happens after after you've been heartbroken? Healing. Yeah. And prayerfully, that is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Prayerfully, we will get to a place where there is some healing involved. And I know in healing, there are bruises. Yep. You got to be honest. And Sometimes you, scars, too. Yeah. Sometimes it's scars. Like this pretty little thing but that happens. scars, there are beauty in scars. Yeah. And I feel like if we can get to a place where we can actually begin to heal these wounds, actually acknowledge it for what it is. We have, and, and Ayana has said that time and time again. You have to acknowledge it. Acknowledgement is the first step. Right. And that's why I said I, I, I appreciated my friend reaching out to me because that was the first time I had ever had someone of a different race come to me and say, I acknowledged it. Girl, this is wrong. I've seen it for what it is. And it took this for me to see it. But guess what? I see it now. And I'm willing to make it. And I can't see it. Right. And I'm willing to make the difference. And then from there, that is starting to spread like wildfire. Yeah. I saw another girl post from, a, from the University of Florida that I went to. She said she remember hanging out with her friends and she saw a bunch of black people crossing the street. And she said in her mind, she didn't say it out loud. She said in her mind, she, she said, look at all these hootlums. And she said all they was doing was crossing, crossing the, street the street with friends. And it was making noise. But she said it's nothing unusual that what, what she would do if she was with her friends. Right. But she just saw black people. Mm. And she said, even though she didn't say it, her friend that was with her said, mm, look at these hooligans. And she said that's when it, now that she's seen everything that's happened this past week, she said that's when she realized that was a racist mentality that just slipped your mind. And she said, and a lot of times, racism, she's saying, it's, if, it's, if it's in you, it's going to come out. But she said, you have to learn to ignore it. You have to say, hey, I don't accept that. I'm going to change that mentality. I'm going to change the way that I look at people that don't look like me and see what is it that they're bringing to the table. You know, we oftentimes say, oh, you, you like our rhythm, but you hate our the blues. blues. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's true. If, if, if black people are on the stage and we rapping and we talking about coochies and are we, we talking about the basketball, or, yeah, talking about basketball, we talking about money, talking about drip. Y'all into all or of the that. the latest TikTok dance. Right. If we're doing, if we're, we're not even going to bring up TikTok. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a whole nother that, conversation. That a, I don't, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't know TikTok was as bad as, I was just educated on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't have a TikTok and I'm not going to create one after I heard. But anyway. My thing is, um, you know, a a lot of times you you hear about that, but it's like you have to see the other side of the coin. And this is the other side of our coin. Yeah. You know, everything isn't isn't in about the rhythm. There's some things that black people have been fighting for for years and years and years. And we are now to the place where we have had enough. Yeah. When- fighting is over. N- now it's time for you. We're going to show you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's one of the things I was in the shower, weirdly enough, this morning. And I was praying. And one of the things that I heard was something that we had been saying a couple years ago, us in terms of our generation. And it was, we are not our grandparents. And I was like, why is that rising up in my spirit? And it just kept coming up. We are not our grandparents. We are not our grandparents. We are not our grandparents. And to me, it was like this notion that the method has to be different, not saying it needs to be violent or anything like that, but the method is going to be strategic enough that what we were talking about before we turn these mics on, that what we do after we get the wisdom of God from the praying and move ourselves into a space of action mm-hmm. will affect our children's children, children right? yes. from a space. And I, and I think that that is so needed because 
for us to be experiencing a type of racism that our parents experienced, something is not right. Right. Um, not to be that deep person or to, you know, veer off, but however, when you were just speaking, especially when we were speaking in terms of the American dream and whenever you were speaking, uh, I get a degree or I have this nice job in my mind, I was like, you know, this is the American dream, but there's a whole demographic of people that don't realize like that's the nightmare for us to try to achieve. You know, you talk about American dream, American dream. It's a nightmare for us to even get the dream, and then you really can't live it. However, when you were just speaking of, you know, we're not our grandparents, I think that actually comes to the fact, too, that we have more word now and in context the correct way than we ever have before. And resources. And yeah. I think now it's a time. That's why That's why this is for us to do. That's why this is our challenge. And that's why we can complete it. Because now we know what to stand on. Earlier you said renew your mind. That wasn't a thing in the 60s. That wasn't a thing in the 80s. That wasn't a thing in the early 90s. It might have been. Or yeah, we possibly. <laughs> we don't know what Possibly. <laughs> but not to the extent. I'm saying right now in this moment. What I, and I, I, I can agree with what she's saying. Especially when it comes to the word. I would say, honestly, in the early 90s, there are some churches that are still preaching condemnation. I'm going to say, speaking for myself, because I came yeah, from that. Yeah. And I, I was born in 1990. Yeah, <laughs> you know what so, I mean? So Yeah, I mean, well, I, I, I agree. I, it, it, go ahead, yeah. No, I'm just saying, you know, you guys kind of just even change my perspective just listening to you speak because before it was like, Lord, what do I do? What are, I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired. And I can't, you can't afford to be tired. You know, your grace to be right now a millennial in this time because you have the resources, you have the word, you have, you know, you pray over your future generations. Yeah, you right. pray, you break generational curses. Yeah. The fact that the merely us four black women at this table, everybody has their own business. We're already mold breakers. We're already change, you know, we're already change agents. Yeah. So instead of looking at it from, I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired, I just want to commend y'all and say thank you while we're taping because, you know, I now feel a little bit more ease. Mm -hmm. Whereas yeah. I was questioning and I was angry and it's like, why, why, why? Why, why, why? It's like, no, it, it is you. You yeah. are that person. Yeah. And I mean, I know we're going to we're gonna have a part two to this, right? Mm -hmm. I know we're going to have a part two and we're going to go into, you know, ways that we can affect change actively. Mm -hmm. But one of the things I want to bring up is the, I think it's the July 7th blackout. I think it's blackout. called blackout. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because when we look at the civil rights movement back then, a part of it was economic, but I don't think that was the main thing. There was a lot of marching. There were a lot of boycotts, all of those things. During this dispensation, this day and time, one of the most valuable resources that we have as black people and people in general, white people who want to support the black movement yeah. is your dollar. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, in an economy where, what do we say, 43 million people are currently mm -hmm. unemployed. Um, we still have the pandemic, <laughs> which is out here. Crazy, Come right? on now. All, All this, this stuff. Out here. If we pulled money out of the economy for one day to, 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 shut a, to, shut a, to set a president and to make a statement, you want to talk about hurting businesses. And I know there were people out looting. They're even saying that that was... Um, linked to white, white supremacist supremacy. groups yeah. and all of those things. Strategic. And that was strategic. If we want to be strategic, one of the things that I think we can do is let's close our wallets yep. to systems that have oppressed us. And so when you talk about 
companies that are a part of the system. Let's see what happens when we pull our dollars out. Mm -hmm. Let's see what happens when we support Black-owned businesses, mm -hmm. when we go out and we rebuild where they were looted and they were Black-owned. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not even going to go into Black-owned businesses because that is a whole nother podcast. Yeah. Um, but I think that that's something that you can start doing right now. Yeah. So, But more so, definitely do it on July 7th. Yeah, so the details, like Sade said, July 7th of 2020 um, is Blackout Day. And um, some of the details that um, I think it was T.I. posted, he was like, together we have $3.9 trillion in economic spending power. That's, uh, <laughs> that's a lot of money. <laughs> that's, um, I guess, it's going to cost, it's, uh, I think about $10 billion it's going to cost per day. The next time a person of color gets shot. So we call it Blackout Day 2020, July 7th. Please spread the message and let's show real action that they fear. So, um, like she said, we encourage y'all to, um, you know, take part in that. I know the different industries that we work in, like I work in the beauty industry, and black women attribute to billions of dollars in the beauty industry alone yeah alone and um yeah like i'm like you said that's a whole nother topic about uh supporting black businesses um but i oof, yeah i ain't even gonna go into it because <laughs> I, I was gonna say just as a little a little highlight i know for myself i'm like listen i'm about to find every single resource of how to, so like, everything. Like I think you're good with that. I think, honestly, I mean, I, and this is just a shout-out to you. I think you're really good at, like, um, promoting Black-owned businesses yeah. and supporting them and rocking them, like, boldly. Um, and I, I know for me personally that can definitely be something that I'm, I can do better um, with. But I, out of the group of people that I know, I would definitely, like, say you are one of the ones in the forefront that has been doing it for a while and is been doing it great and you know um it definitely um it makes other people support you you know that looks like you as well so like my I say major shout out to you because Thank you. like I say and you let like you let you put people on you be yeah. like hey yo this is a black owned business like support them right. or we'll see you walking around with a purse and be like what is that <laughs> you know <laughs> you know what I'm saying so I think you have definitely been one of the ones especially in my circle of friends that have just been kind of in the forefront of like killing it as far as like supporting black owned businesses but I know we said that would be another conversation yeah, yeah. another day <laughs> yeah but um all right, y'all, let's, um, we're going to kind of turn the conversation a little bit to provide some action steps. I know we said we're going to do a part two, but we're going to do some immediate action steps for today. Um, and so the first one is the July 7th event. So yes. making sure that you're a part of that economic strategic movement to pull dollars out of systems that we don't want to support. Um, one of the things I want to say that isn't an action item, but while y'all get y'all action items together, mm -hmm. is just as a, a movement, let's not become divided within ourselves. So one of the things I think I saw last week that I really didn't like was this condemning or judgment on how 
people are processing whatever it is that they're feeling. Mm-hmm. So getting frustrated with people who are posting or getting frustrated with people who are marching or whatever it may be, let's get to a point where we can come to this common understanding that we have to be united, that something has to be done. And until we get to the point where everyone's on the same page about what should be done, let's not condemn and divide ourselves. Exactly. Based on who's doing what. Yeah, we can't we can't allow we definitely can't allow the enemy to to separate us. And I, I saw somebody, I think it was um, Chris Lynn, she posted about not allowing the enemy to separate us. Um, you know, like in this time, especially as believers, it's important for us to come together. Right. Like to come together, like how you were saying, no matter what, like I, I appreciate your prayers. I commend your prayers. If that's what you do, that's what you do. So just to reiterate it, like y'all, like, Let's stay focused because I've been seeing a lot of arguing with each other online. And I'm like, that ain't the goal. That ain't the mission. You losing sight of what's going on. You're like, we so quick to jump on other people. Like I just scroll down Facebook and I'm just seeing arguments and I'm like, that ain't even it. Like, why are you even engaging and involving yourself in in that? Like, that don't even make sense. So (laughs) So let's stay focused. That's the biggest thing. Like, y'all, let's stay focused um, and put your put your anger and your energy somewhere else. You know, put put that energy like I like I said, with myself, I've been able this week um, towards the end of the week, especially from Thursday going into Friday, I've been able to be very vocal and speak I, um, and have honest conversations. So in those honest conversations, I've been able to process everything, think, and then now my energy and the intensity is like, okay, action. What do I do? Let me find resources. Let me find people to support. How can I support um, in the way that I can? Because, you know, before we turn on the mics, I was saying that, okay, it would be wonderful the thought of marching. However, I have to consider my daughter. I have to consider my husband and even my, my husband considering his family. You know, with him, it's like, okay, that that looks great, but let me be mindful of, you know, whatever, you know, me being out there, being safe, whatever. So with us, it's like, let me put my money where my mouth is. Let me put my time. Let me share those resources. Let me be that um I guess that vessel of knowledge and to help other people like, all right, all right, y'all, this is what we're going to do. So I know this organization, they doing this, this, and this, this is how we can help. Go ahead and sign this petition right here. Make these calls. Let's do this. So, yeah. One thing I wanted to say um, that I have to remind myself is like, remind yourself, what are you fighting for? Exactly. Because I feel like that a lot of times motivates you to think about actions before you do them. I mean, I will say that has been my saving grace this past week. It's like I had to remember what am I fighting for? What is it that I want to see and change? How can I effectively, you know, make or contribute to that? Um, so I would just, I would encourage you to make a list of things that that you want to see a difference in mm-hmm. and target that. Because if we just out here doing any old thing, you know, you'll find that years later, you was just doing any old thing and you wasn't really contributing to what it is that you're fighting for, mm, right. you know? Exactly. Um, and so that's what I, I think really is like the biggest thing, you know, because when we look at like looting and stuff like that, some of it, like I said, I, like we said, I ain't mad at it, but <laughs> um, some of it is like, okay, 
is this really helping in this in this in this effort to to um, diminish racism or to blur the lines of racism or to remove the lines, not blur it, just remove the lines of racism. Um, and so that's just one thing I really, really want to encourage you all to do. Um, also, there are other efforts like in how you can, you know, start to make a change in, in your special way. Um, that could be, you know, we have these people in place for a reason, but that's contacting your officials. Like, yes. you have to contact your officials. You have to make sure you reach out to them. That's why you have to make them accountable. They are not just cute individuals that sit in office and look good on the news. It's like, no, we have to make them accountable. Um, we Whether or not you voted them in or not, they're in the office, so they have to do their jobs. Yeah. You know, so make these people accountable. Um, Can I say something really quick? Yeah, um, sure. So I've been seeing a lot of people asking, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? They're even going in people's inboxes. I've seen like, you know, several like influencers speak out about like you asking me, what am I doing? But what are you doing? You know, like right. um, and um, I, I really want us as people, especially black people. We got to stop doing that. If you want to do something. I need you to get on Google, whatever state of state that you're in. If you're in, the, we're in the state of Georgia. If you're in the state of Georgia, look up your local county officials. Yeah. Look up, look up your uh, your congressmen. Look up whoever. Yeah. Look up how to call whoever. Look up how to how to hook up with different organizations. It is your civil duty. It is your responsibility as a person to do that for yourself. We got to stop relying on other people. And I say this even, y'all know I've said this even with Shift when it's talk, I'm talking about the, the, the word, word of God. Yeah, sure. It yeah. is your responsibility as a Christian to open that Bible and do whatever you need to do to get that word inside of you. So the same way I say that, I'm saying this as to anybody that's listening to me. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? It is your responsibility. We got smartphones and we know how to use them. We know how to use them when we want to get on Instagram. We know how to use them when we want to post a status and do a selfie. So the same way you do that, get on Google right now. I'm talking to y'all right now if you're listening. Get on Google right now and look up the different things that you can do in your area. Because what we doing in Georgia will be different than New York. Yep, will be different than California. Will be different than Missouri. In D.C. In D.C. Like everything is different. So you can't be looking at, oh, well, what is Jay-Z doing? What but, Beyonce I mean, the, doing? The craziest thing that just came to my spirit as you were talking is the entire purpose of Jesus coming was so that everyone had the Holy Spirit. Exactly. So that you could get the answer for you. For yourself. For you, for your city, for your sphere of influence, because... One thing won't work for everybody, yeah. exactly. which is why Jesus gave, well, God gave everyone the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Yeah. So prayer should move you into action. Let that action be led by the Holy Spirit, who will tell you exactly what it is that you can do right where you are. Yeah. So, yeah. sorry. I love that you said that. Are you going? Okay. Said that because even before we talked, we discussed everybody's role is different. So obviously, seek the Holy Spirit to Shardé's point to figure out what your role is and how you can make sure that you're doing what you should be doing. But I did want to speak on what you were saying, especially in terms of politicians, because we do have an election coming up, yes. and this week, or actually in Georgia, it's June 9th. I was just doing my research. Um, I personally email and requested an absentee ballot because I do not know how everything is structured as
as far as polling places with COVID and everything happening. I know that there's some misinformation or some fact checks that needs to be done in regards to what, you know, our president is saying about mail-in ballots, but just make sure you have that option. You know, whether you decide to mail it in or physically go, just give yourself Mm -hmm. the option. You don't know what may come up. Mm -hmm. You don't know, you know, times are completely different. Your polling place or you're accustomed to it being 10 minutes. If it's different, it could be an hour away. That may be an inconvenience. You may not be able to have time to get off work. There's just so many different things to take into consideration. So if you can do the absentee ballot, go ahead and request that. And I wanted to make sure, because I, I just did it, but on the ballot to Lauren's point and talking about politicians and how they're not just in there to be cute and be pretty, um, it is not just the presidential elections or people that you get to choose. It's also U.S. Senate, U.S. House, your congressional yeah. elections, your state executive offices, your state Senate, your state house, your special state legislative, Supreme Court, anything really, everything is associated on this ballot. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if anybody had the opportunity to check out Killer Mike's very passionate speech. However, he was saying, if you know that people are elected and they're in office and they're not doing the things that should be done, they're not operating in excellence or it's unethical, it's our responsibility to get them out so do your due diligence on your ballot check and see who's there research if they align and you pray and you believe that there's somebody else they need to be uprooted and moved out have that conversation with the people that are around you everybody is really not going to take the time and research every single candidate so if you're going to do that and you're going to own that you know spread that awareness and that information to other people so they're aware of what they should be voting for and who and why not just because you don't like them Mm -hmm. but you know own that responsibility and making sure the conversation is had you know you can't make them vote for anybody but at least if you have that conversation you have a better awareness of who's going to be in office making those decisions for people that look like you and that live like you in the area that you live yeah Mm -hmm. the other thing I want to add to what you just said Denise is if you do not know the election dates in your city or in your state um, you can go to usa.gov backslash election dash office and we'll put it in our story so that you have it as well. But when you go there, you just put in your state. When you hit go, it'll show you all of the information, current information for your specific state and or city. And when you scroll down, you can go to key election dates and it'll list all of the 2020 election dates for your city. What's important is that a lot of the primary election dates have been changed yes. due to COVID. Yeah. So for Atlanta, it was supposed to be May 19th. Now it's June 9th. So make sure that you are going and looking at those dates for your respective state and or city so that you are not behind in showing up either on the wrong day or just not showing up at all. So if you say you want change, make sure, like Denise said, that you are researching the people who are on the ballots because that's that's first and foremost. And then also know how to submit your vote, whether it's an absentee ballot or when to actually go to the voting booth. And if your polling place has been changed. So the same site that Charday is talking about, I do believe, um, I just looked it up, you can put in your information. It'll let you know if it has been changed and where you go. So in that way, you're not, to your Charday's point, showing up at the wrong place. Yeah. So. Were you going to ask something, Ayana? Oh, about the voting? Yeah. Um, not in particular with that, no. Okay. Um, I also wanted to say that you all are 
have the capability to sign petitions. I mean, we have a lot of petitions that are going out right now, um, and they are not to be ignored. Um, so you can sign petitions. They're all literally located on change.org. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, they have various ones, of course, for like George Floyd um, and for other individuals who have that have suffered from um, police brutality. Um, so make sure you all change. I mean, make sure you guys I said change. Make sure you guys check out um, the petitions that are located on change.org. Also, lastly, um, money talks. So we've said this time and time again on this whole episode is make sure you donate, like put your money where yeah. your mouth is. If you want to see some change and you got a couple of dollars or you got a couple of coins, make sure you drop it and make sure you donate, um, to various, you know, people who actually are supporting this cause. And, um, so you have the NAACP legal defense fund, you have black lives matter. You also, uh, in reference to George Floyd, you have the official George Floyd Memorial fund. Um, and that's located on gofundme.com. You have Communities Against Police Brutality. You have, um, in reference to George Floyd, you have the Minnesota Freedom Fund. Um, so there are funds that are out there that are literally putting the money where the mouth is because, unfortunately, sometimes it takes that to get people to actually move and make change. So make sure you know you're collecting funds. And if you don't have it, you know you may know somebody that does. And so it's, it's okay to reach out to say, hey, I know you got something in there. Can I get $5? Can I get $2? Can I get a dollar? Because that's a dollar that they did not have. That was $5 that they did not have. So any amount can contribute to it and um, can definitely make a change. So that's all I have on my part. Perfect. All right. Um, anything else, ladies, before we uh, talk about our woman currently winning? No, I mean, how I say no, and then I got something to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Um, just as a Christian, I, I want it to be understood that you can have the feelings that you have and still actively proceed in taking steps yeah. strategically to change what's going on in our nation. And at this point, it has to move beyond prayer. It's not just prayer and hand-holding because God didn't stop at prayer. Jesus didn't stop at prayer. His prayer gave birth to an action. And at this point, if your prayer is not giving birth to an action, then you really need to question your relationship because that prayer should give you the wisdom of God and revelation on what to do for right now. Um, it's, it, we talk about, you know, the word being daily bread, that God gives you a word specifically for today. When you say daily bread, it means that what you get for today, the answer that you get for this season is for right now. It's not for last year. It's not for next year. Usually daily bread is for right now. And so if you're not engaging in ongoing conversation with God about what's happening right now, um, then that may be the reason why you don't feel motivated with an action. Yeah. So. All right. Um, I guess we can, let's go to the scripture first. Okay. Yeah, let's do the scripture first. All right, so we'll the scripture that we're going to do today comes from a very famous chapter in the Bible that everyone loves, but it's Proverbs 31, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation, and I'm going to read verse both 8 and 9, and they start with, Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. Ensure justice for those being crushed. Yes, speak up for the poor and helpless and see that they get justice. 
So I think it just goes back to something I stated earlier that we all have a moral obligation to, you know, speak up for those who can't speak for themselves. And even if those that can speak for themselves, if maybe they're not going about it the right way. Maybe you don't agree with how they're doing it. Then, then you speak up. Ensure that justice is done. Because at the end of the day, we serve a God that is loving and that is just and that is merciful. And that's his will for all of our lives. And there isn't one particular group that's excluded from that justice. That goes for everybody. Amen. <laughs> All right, ladies. So today, um, well, this week's woman currently winning is Tamika Mallory. She is an activist. Um, she's, I feel like she's been, was well known at the time for the Women's March in 2017. And, uh, but most recently, um, being a part of the Black Lives Matter movement. And then she also has an organization called Until Freedom, which is um, a group of organizers, lawyers, artists, and survivors of injustice. So together, we build and organize. And um, as of this week, she has been definitely on the front lines and in the front lines um, speaking against the injustices of this week and um, just a very powerful voice yeah. in society and, you know, um, fighting to bring about change and not being afraid to speak truth, um, not being afraid to speak about the different injustices and even, you know, supporting um you know, supporting those who, especially with talking about the riots and stuff like that, supporting those who are being looked at in a negative light, like how we spoke about. Um, so she is our woman currently winning for this week. Uh, we thank her for her service. We thank her for her leadership. And um, yeah, uh, we just going to continue to pray for her and yeah. other leaders who are there. literally out there doing the footwork um, on the front lines and just like, dude, like just to see it is like, man, y'all, I, I commend them. I commend yeah, absolutely. them. You know, the fact that, you know, cause she, I'm like, how, these people are like literally city to city doing a thing. Like right when it's happening, they're yeah. like, I'm there, I'm there supporting the families. I'm there. Like, um, another person that we've seen do a lot of things online and is really vocal about um, the injustices of others is Sean King, like literally right on it. As soon as something happens, he is literally there. The site is put up, like yeah. speaking for those people. So um, Updating the information constantly, constantly keeping everybody informed. Con if I want to see something or if I want to know some update, I'll just go on Sean King page and I'm like, okay. Okay, this is what happened right now? Okay, cool. You know what I love about him? I've seen him several times retract a statement. Yeah. I've seen him He's be like, you know what? To, I, I said yeah. the wrong information. It yeah. was just confirmed that this is actually what happened. Yeah. Or this is actually who this person is. And I can't respect someone more yeah. than, you know, people who do that. So, um, yeah. So, thank you guys for for listening, for tuning in, for really hearing our hearts on this matter. Um, we definitely want to hear your hearts as well. We want to connect with you guys. We always want to connect with you guys. So make sure and DM us um, on social media, on our Instagram, at Save Girl Secrets. You can email us at SaveGirlSecrets at gmail.com. We want to know um, what you're doing. We want to know. <laughs> we, yeah, we want to know what you're doing. We want to know, hey, even if you have, like, an organization that you are a part of that you want you know you, you 
or how Basically, we can support. Yeah, how we can support. Like, hey, I have this organization that I'm a part of in my neighborhood. We're doing this, da 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 da, and so we can connect. Because, like I said, the biggest thing is. Every platform that I'm a part of, I want to make sure that people know what's going on and how they can support. Yeah. You know, so thank you guys again uh, for listening to this whole hour. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this for was a hearing one. our hearts and yeah, our we voices. <laughs> no, still we ain't done. done. Still ain't so done. Something else like, I want to yeah. say. Yeah. Still Damn. ain't done. In another thing. <laughs> And then the fact that the fact that's the next episode. Yeah. But one thing, even the fact that at the end of this, we can laugh. Right. We, we were able to even share our hearts with each other. Yeah. And that's it was important. it was a lot of moments. I was looking at Charday and I wanted to cry. Ooh, I was looking at Lord and I was like, please, like, Jesus, let her, let her, let her. I saw her eyes watering up, and like as I'm speaking right now, my eyes are watering up because I feel. Yeah everybody's pain in this room i feel everybody's pain period and um i said i was not going to cry <laughs> i'm glad y'all finally crying but um <laughs> i uh we love y'all we're here yeah. yeah we hear you we feel you praying for you um it's it's, it's i think the thing that made me cry was all of these hashtags like i don't know any of those people personally but it feels very personal. Absolutely. Yeah, it does. That was that's what did it for me. George was like an uncle when that's I saw those videos. When I, I saw, like, oh. when I saw George, I saw my daddy, yes. I saw my brother, I saw my cousin. Yes, I saw, I saw my every black Prince. man that I knew. Like, I saw Baca. Right, like that's the homie. Like you, you even how he spoke about his people and his right. love of his community. I'm like, yeah. oh, I know him. Right, yeah. I know him. That's the. I think that for me. That was it. That was what brought me to tears. It's like Fuck. I don't even know you personally. But this is affecting me yep. yeah. personally. Mm-hmm. Like it, it hurts my. Like I can't even watch the video. I can't. I don't want to see no more pictures. I don't want to see no more videos. You just get to a point where it's like I can't. It hurts. Mm-hmm. It hurts too much. It hurts. And I think that that is what brings you to tears. And I saw. And then we can go after this. It was a um, an Italian lady. I saw somebody post her video. I don't know if y'all saw it. And she said, um, she said, if someone killed my son by putting their knee on his neck the way that that officer did, she said, I would do more than burn down a police precinct. I would do more than go out and protest. She said, I would do more than that. She was like, I would call every Italian person I know that you've never met. We go on a war. And they would be here. And show up at And it would house. be a problem. Yep. And she said... So I don't understand why y'all are confused about what's happening right now in America. She yeah. said, because at this point, it's not just one person's son. It's not just one person's father. It's not just one person's brother. It's not just one person's uncle. There are too many hashtags. Yeah. And That's, I think that that is the point. I yeah. felt that same way. I said the safest thing for that officer was for him to get arrested. Cause I mean, brother, they, show, they showed no. up at his house, though. They protected him until he was arrested. Right. But they could, I mean, that's listen, another story. Yeah, I feel the Ugh. safest thing for him was to get arrested, especially last week. Because Brett probably would have been hanging. He wasn't even there. They said they sent him to Florida. What? I said what I said. <laughs> Before he got arrested, he wasn't even so at the like, house. No, Lord, I said. 
they had him in protective custody they, before they, he was arrested. They knew. So they absolutely knew. But um, um and what I'm gonna say to that, and then we can talk about in another thing. Y'all can listen to <laughs> next week's episode. Is there are black men who were left hanging for a lot less than what he did? Absolutely, Michael Vick. Mm. I posted that on my story. Serve more time. Serve oh, more some time. dogs. For I, I, I love my dog. I love my dog. Did he kill the dogs? He wasn't even the one killing the dogs. It was no. the people no. at his house. But right. anyway, organizing. Excuse me. That's on another thing. Yeah, more um, time than all of the officers together. Together. Have served. Who killed four hundred and ninety-three people? Okay. All right. Let's, okay. Let's, let's let's. So there's that. All right, y'all. We love y'all. Thank you. Thank God you. bless you. I guess God love bless and peace. You. I don't yeah, know about peace, sweet. but definitely love. Love and peace to my black show, folks. We should show some <laughs> peace. Right. No, I mean all people. No. Yeah. 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 I love Love y'all. Bye. Bye, y'all. Love and peace. We love all y'all, except for the racist ones. I even love them. You got right. You got but to. But you can right. catch these hands. Okay? <laughs> Both of these holy hands. Okay? I do, I do love them too. You can catch one holy hand and be 